Anyone who's come within a mile of software and software development knows the DevOps model and its derivatives have become something of a holy grail for federal agencies and, by extension, contractors. Now there's a new forum to share best practices and learning about this software strategy, the DevOps Federal Interagency Council. It's a government group, but it receives support from the Advanced Technology Academic Research Center, a nonprofit whose founder and president, Tom Souter, joins me now in studio. Tom, good to have you in. Good to be here. First of all, tell us the relationship that you have, ATARC has, with this new council. The DevOps Federal Interagency Council. Let me tell you a little bit about them. Uh, It was started by a very enterprising, long-term, 30-year-plus government employee uh, named Annette Mitchell over at the IRS. It really started working inside of their agency, getting all their development groups together, and and they were going down this journey for DevOps. It quickly migrated to working across the federal government. And you have to like these kinds of groups, and it just kind of went organically. Lots of volunteers from DOD, civilian agencies. So we wanted to partner with them as ATARC and really help them be a force multiplier. How can we help them with working groups? How can we help form – events, do events. And recently, we just had a container event and had over 200 people there. We like to kind of really work with the federal government and be like kind of like a proxy to help them amplify what they're trying to do. And what is the status of DevOps maturity, if you will, do you see in the federal government? It really is all over the place. Uh, As one one could suspect, some smaller agencies are actually doing a really good job. Uh, Some of the bigger agencies, some are not doing a good job. Probably they're not as far advanced as other agencies. And then there's some that are really going down down, uh, down the road. I would say this, the technology and the practices are changing so fast, probably faster than any other technology that I've ever seen. So it is challenging to pull everybody together. There's some irony, I guess, in that this started at the IRS, which is often seen as fairly hidebound because it has these legacy systems that it can't seem to quite totally modernize and so on, but yet there's a lot of creative IT work actually done there. I I really think so. I think it's leadership from the top and then from the bottom, and it was very, very surprising to me, too. Uh, I don't think the IRS participated in the beginning when I started ATARC. Now they are really just very active participants. Everybody's got smiles on their faces. They're trying to collaborate. They're trying to break down barriers. Uh, it's, It's an impressive story. And DevOps itself, it's a culture. It's an approach. It's also not really a technology. I mean, you're still coding at the end of the day. And so how do you distinguish and how do you introduce people to what's different about DevOps from so-called waterfall? I think what you said right in the beginning, the culture is we go down this journey. The culture is the biggest is the biggest thing. And, and, and we've seen this in cloud. We've seen this in mobile. I'm used to doing things a certain way. And I think that DevOps really changes the culture. It's much more collaborative. You have to work with people that are really almost on the other side of the fence. Your IT, if you're a DevOps developer, IT people and uh, cybersecurity people, they're on the other side of the fence. Now you've got to cooperate from ground, ground zero if you're going to really do have an effective DevOps practice. Yeah, and I think, too, that the DevOps idea has coincided with, at least in some agencies, the return of coding done by federal employees. You see this in the Air Force, which deliberately got out of coding many years ago. Now they're bringing back blue-shirted coders, and uh, that's that's one big place. But also the rise of places like the uh, Digital Service Group out of the White House. You have federal employees, maybe maybe not lifetime ones, but temporary ones, doing this coding. So does that, in your mind, does that seem to coincide, those two developments? It, it really is a little bit different. We've had Star Wars, um, 
between Jedi, which isn't a whole another po- another uh, radio interview, but we have Bespin, which is a moon somewhere in uh, in the Star Wars universe. I'm not quite sure. Kessel I can't Run. figure out Star Wars from Star Trek, so I'm the last one to figure <laughs> yeah. that one out. I, I think it's it's really uh, exciting if you're in the Air Force. This is a great career for you. You're you're getting organized. You're doing a lot of the coding yourself. Nick Chilean, that is is the chair of our working group. He has done a really impressive job. Now, Nick Nick came from OSD at the DOD, and now he's a chief software engineer at the Air Force. And I've never seen anybody, a leader, really work with all the constituents and, and really pull them together. We just had a, a speaker from DISA yesterday, and now DISA is sharing best – they're sharing best practices with an organization like DISA. It actually is a very exciting time. We're speaking with Tom Souter. He is the founder and president of the Advanced Technology Academic Research Center. And with respect to contractors who do most of the still development work for the government, this DevOps movement, which has also spread to DevSecOps to bring the security into it, what effect has it had on the contractors? It really has a huge effect. I mean, just even from a contractual standpoint, the way you're doing business is completely different. You know, you're not like, well, you're going to work in a silo for a year, come out with some product. Now it's like complete integration and what's the definition of success. And then I really need to train uh, my employees as a contractor. It's a whole different paradigm. It's challenging. What if the government's not telling you this two-week sprint's not going well? You have to push back. Uh, security, you, you have to integrate with security to get things done. It's it just really, from a cultural standpoint, it, it, it's really changing things. And are you trying to get the message out? And this is something I've heard from a lot of companies is that the DevOps methodology has nothing to do directly with the technology. That is to say, I know one company that does DevOps, and they're in the COBOL world. Right. And they release new features and new functions every three months. They have these short sprint cycles, and it's COBOL because it's still just syntax at, at, the, at the bottom of it. And so is that an issue that you try to stress is that it's not a technology question or a coding language question so much as a methodology. It really is a methodology. You know, the tools are going to change over time. I think that we're reorganizing the way we do business and interacting with everybody. And if you don't get everybody on the same sheet of music, this the project's not going to even get started, much less have a chance to go, be completely wrong at the end and have to redo the whole thing. You, you're going to not even be able to get off first base if you don't have all this collaboration you're going to need, need with the different constituents. So what do you see happening in 2020 and beyond with all of this modernization drive still going strong and cloud smart going strong and there's new data strategies. There's a lot of IT policy that has really undergone almost revolutionary change over the last three years. In some sense, it's a continuation of what happened before, but it, it's a different environment now. We've had 12 major IT policies by my account come out the last year. I think this is the year we start implementing some of these policies. And as you notice that Maria wrote is now the, the new deputy. I think she's uh, – Margie got the policies out, and now Maria is going to be really working on the implementation and, and, and ensuring that these policies move forward. Tom Souter is president of the Advanced Technology Academic Research Center. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. Find this interview and a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. 
We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.